podcast I did, I think it was uh, around December 2019, before COVID, before the world changed. I stopped doing the podcast because I was putting my energies into writing, and particularly for medium. Now, you may have arrived here uh, from knowing medium, and maybe you've came from my website. The I had very good success with medium, um, and uh, not only did I attract thousands of readers, I also received money from medium, medium pay on, on views and likes and what they call claps. And uh, it wasn't enough to live on, but it was certainly a good amount that I received. And then one day I got a email from them saying that my account had been suspended. They didn't tell me why at first. Subsequently, I found out that I was suspended because of remarks I made about COVID. Now, anybody who saw my comments, and in fact, uh, they're still available, go to my website, philip.braham.net. That's philip with one L, .braham.net. And all my writings I've taken off Medium and I've put on there. And there's some additional comments and so on. And that's where I'll be doing my writing now. And my comments on COVID were very scientific. I analysed the data, the raw data, not the reports. Because what's happening with COVID is you'll read reports that say one thing. But when you actually look at the data, the data tells you something different. For instance, the reports uh, that you read in newspapers that Sweden has uh, been overwhelmed by COVID because they didn't lock down and so on. Uh, actually, if you look at the raw data that comes out of Sweden, or, um, and there's some websites I, I refer to them, uh, you'll find that that's not the case at all. And in fact, there's a lot of videos uh, that you can read coming from Sweden, which will tell you a very different story. But uh, YouTube for some time have been suppressing data that doesn't conform to the message that the authorities want to have. Uh, Facebook have clamped down and finally Medium clamped down as well and they uh, they cut off all my, my um, writings, not just the COVID ones, but all the writings are now inaccessible. Now, it's one thing for an organisation to have a policy like this, but it has to be carried out by individuals. Uh, medium advertises for people to work for them, and you would have thought that the kind of people working for Medium were the kind of people who were attracted to journalism, attracted to writing, uh, they want to express ideas and so on. You could also understand these people may be adverse to certain types of, of right-wing views, which I think most people would be, you know, Nazi views, uh, extreme anti-Semitic views and racism and this kind of thing. But my writings weren't like that. They were factual. And you would have thought that the kind of person who was interested in journalism would have been interested in having those views out there. So these policies that medium and other companies make have to be carried out by people. After the Second World War, there was the Nuremberg Trials and people who were involved and complicit 
in uh, the death camps and, and, and other atrocities that the Nazis did were held to account. And the defence was always, I was following orders. And it was deemed at the war trials that following orders was not a suitable defence. And I've referred in previous podcasts and also some of my writings to the Milgram experiment, which uh, Professor Milgram did in the 1960s. Now, there's other um, podcasts about this that I've done, and there's a lot of writing on this, so I'm not going to go into details. But he does say, um, when Milgram says, when he talks about this experiment, that people sometime in their life make the decision to either follow instructions to obey other people or to make their own decision. And he says, once you've made that decision that you're going to follow other people, you're going to follow rules or procedures, it's very difficult to go back because you then have to account to yourself what you did. I would argue that if you don't do it in this life, you do it in the next, which is very much harder. And I do, well, I say as a statement of fact that there is a day of reckoning, there's a day of judgment where we're all held to account for what we did in this life. So much better that we do it before we die than do it afterwards. And this is true of these uh, journalists and these people who work for media and people who are blindly following these rules. They're following rules. They have deferred their own judgment to the judgment of the organisation they're working for. And they have to be held accountable. They will be held accountable. I wrote an essay called This Is How It Starts. And I point out that for some time, people in various jobs and in various uh, various situations have to blindly follow ridiculous rules. The example I give is of a waitress in America who asked a a 70-year-old couple for their ID so that she could uh, serve them alcohol. And when they didn't have any ID, she she refused to serve them, but they, she served their 21-year-old son who had his passport. And um, the account, the, the couple just found this a bit rather amusing and a bit silly. But again, we're back to individuals. We're back to a waitress who is blindly following these rules. Now, as far as the waitress is concerned, she may be unthinking and just following the rules. She may believe or even been told that if she doesn't follow these rules, she'll lose her job. And uh, I think it's for all of us, if we're put in that situation, to stand up and say, no, this is a stupid rule. I'm not going to follow it. I live in Tasmania. Uh, it's the island um, down the south uh, below the, uh, Australia. It's part of Australia, of course. And um, there were no cases of COVID on the island at the moment. They screen people coming uh, coming into the island and there's no known cases. They still have signs up about social distancing and all that. Some people follow them, some people don't. Nobody wears masks. And, and generally it's fairly relaxed. However, uh, as some time ago, it was the last time I went to the mainland, it was over Christmas, 
And at that time, there was no requirement to wear masks in the airports because there's no requirements to wear masks anywhere in Tasmania. But there was a federal requirement to wear masks on the plane. So we had a ridiculous situation where you're mixing with people in the airport and then as soon as you get through the doors to board the plane, you have to wear a mask. And you're sitting next to people, surrounded by people, who 20 minutes ago you were mixing with without a mask. It doesn't make any sense. But people were blindly, not just following these rules, but actually enforcing it. If you refuse to wear the mask, you could be thrown off the plane. Now, subsequently, they've in, introduced a rule that in any airport, I suppose it's federal rule as well, uh, you have to wear a mask when you enter the airport. Um, it's equally absur- as absurd. We're mixing with people in the streets and, you know, in the shops and we're not having, we're not wearing masks, and we're mixing with these same people in the airport, and we have to wear masks. I suppose they may argue that in the airport, you're also mixing with people who are coming off the, off the mainland who have arrived, but there is no, anybody who travels on a plane knows that there is no mixing between people who come off a plane and people who go on a plane. It's always the case that they're kept separate. These rules don't make any sense. But was I to write about these words, as I did, I'm suppressed. I'm taken off YouTube, I'm taken off Facebook, I'm taken down from Medium for pointing out that these rules are obviously absurd. And the people following these rules have to relinquish their own rational common sense. There are people in these airports who enforce these rules. Some of them are more gusto than others. I think some see it all as a bit silly. Others, they uh, what, what we might call petty tyrants. This is their only uh, way of gaining any kind of power and they will use it for everything they've got. Um, these kind of jobs do attract a certain type of person. Now, we are approaching the end of days. And I remember reading a prophecy about the last days and the the Antichrist, this is the figure that will arise. Um, and it's called the Antichrist not because he is against Christ, but is the opposite of Christ, like matter and antimatter. It's like good becomes bad, um, bad becomes good, and, and so on. And we see that happening at the moment. We are told to cut ourselves off from our own morality and adopt the morality that the state is is giving to us. So in order to do that, of course, you have to cut off your own uh, rationality. Um, if you get a feeling about um, a situation or somebody, you're told, no, no, you mustn't listen to that. We will tell you what is good or bad. We will tell you what is right or wrong. So everything becomes inverse. What was good becomes now evil. Um, they're taking down statues of people who did good works and were deemed to have done good works in the past because they were deemed to be racist or something like that. So the old morality has been superseded by this new morality, which is an inverse morality. It's a backwards way of thinking. It's taking us away from God. One of the prophecies about the Antichrist is that 
he will be a bureaucrat. Now, in a way, it's a bit uh, remarkable because when you think of somebody like an, if you imagine a figure like the Antichrist, you think of an evil figure. But this isn't evil in that sense. Bureaucracy, we, we often insert the word mindless in front of bureaucracy, and there's a reason for that because it does take you away from thinking. It's an adherence to a set of rules that you follow mindlessly, and the more you follow them, the more mindless you become. You become a robot, you become an automata. And we can see this in the COVID, particularly, and the way people have succumbed to the consensus that's rammed down their throats from the media about COVID, even though scientifically it doesn't make any sense. Anything that goes against the general uh, uh, view is suppressed, as I've already talked about, it's simply taken down. One of the advantages of a podcast, I think, is that the automated processes that look for key words would have more trouble finding them in a podcast than they would in written text. This bureaucracy is like a steamroller that just goes over anything and flattens anything that stands in its way. It's a relentless bureaucracy. The best thing Britain did was to leave the EU. Of course, there's a lot of criticism for that. But the EU is another mindless bureaucracy. And one aspect that we're really seeing now, of course, is the take-up of these vaccines. In Australia, there's been many, many reports of people getting blood clots as a result, to the point that I think they're having trouble um, vaccin you know, getting volunteers to be vaccinated. Um, and um, the government's going to introduce harsher and harsher measures, such as you can't travel without the vaccine. There may be a huge backlash. Uh, I certainly would never get vaccinated. Um, the vaccination is not a vaccination in a conventional sense. It triggers your immune system. And what it does, it changes your immune system to a point where it's unable to work in its normal way. One of the results of that is that it can uh, trigger um, on its own and we will see a rise in autoimmune diseases. Um, you know, these rising blood clots and things like that is a, an aspect of that. But it may be down the track when something triggers the, or the autoimmune response that you'll start seeing the real danger of this come out. Uh, the dangers of COVID are so low, the figures have been... Uh, well, actually, the figures haven't been doctored. The figures just aren't reported. You know, I read a figure that if you're over 60, you've got a 90 times more chance of dying from COVID than you have if you're under 18. And people will say, oh, this is terrible, I have to get vaccinated. But actually, and I write about this, if you go through my articles, even 90 times more danger is still very, very low, and it's lower, uh, from what I can see, than the dangers of any side effect from the vaccines. But people queue up, they get the vaccines because they're mindless. They're not thinking about what they're doing, uh, you know, or to a certain extent they're being cajoled, you know, into it. They're being forced into it as far as states can, and that's going to get more and more arduous. And uh, they're given free donuts. You know, how healthy is that? 
um, and other such inducements to, to do it. I think the important thing is for every individual to stand up insofar as they can. And of course this varies from person to person and situation to situation. I don't think any of us could judge anybody else for standing up or not standing up in a particular situation. But it takes individuals to enforce these rules. In, in Tasmania, as I say, we haven't had a COVID case for, for some time. There have been very few anyway. And they still have marks in the shops, you know, maintain social distancing, stand here. Um, uh, only this number of people allowed in a shop at any one time. Uh, I think few people take notice of the number of people allowed in. I do see people mindlessly standing in the spots that they're told to stand up, and I deliberately don't. I've never been confronted about it. But I'm certainly not going to mindlessly follow those rules. When I was in Melbourne last time, and there were rules about mask wearing, I didn't wear a mask. I just didn't anywhere, and nobody confronted me. And some of this, and as I say, I, I wouldn't judge anybody else. Um, you know, if you put your head about, put your head up above the parapet, you're likely to be shot down, and you've got to take that risk. There is a mindset that you can adopt, and once you get it, you you are above the rules, as it were. People won't confront you um, because you have that ability to keep things away. But that's a that's an energy. Um, under, an understanding of energy that I think people, most people at the ordinary level wouldn't have. I'm of the opinion that one of the reasons why they're so keen on getting these vaccinations out as fast as they can is because they know that um, when a variation of COVID or something else comes along and starts triggering the immune system in people who have had the vaccination, it could cause massive effects and people start dropping like flies. So they want to get the vaccines out there before that happens. Uh, and I think when it does happen, um, because the news is suppressed, news is nothing that goes against the narrative um, is allowed out there, you won't realise that the people who are dropping are the people who have been vaccinated. You'll be told that the people who are dropping are... Uh, the unvaccinated and they're spreading it to even vaccinated people which doesn't make sense but a lot of this doesn't make sense anyway and there's going to be even more pressure on people who've been unvaccinated the narrative will be distorted for their own ends there's a huge propaganda campaign out there things are being suppressed you're not being told the truth the truth is as they say out there and it can be found uh, but more and more organisations being clamped down. There's many, many organisations that have been cut off from PayPal and from other um, ba you know, banks and money organisations, so they can't receive funds. Uh, they, they're cut off at the source. Um, I'm not sure that will happen to me. Um, the only, my advantage, of course, is I'm not big enough. Um, so um, have a look at my website, philip.braham.net sign up leave comments very pleased always to get comments even well especially i suppose in one sense anti-comments so well, i like comments that support me but a good discussion is always valuable and uh, and a stupid uh, person who leaves comments and there were a lot of them on medium you know simply shows how how essential it is to get the good ideas out there thank you
Thank you for listening. You can leave comments on my Podbeam page. You can email me, phil at braham.net. You can visit my website, podcasts.braham.net. And I hope to hear back from you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.